Welcome to another episode of We're Not As Dumb As We Think We Are. My name is, of course, Aaron. And my name is Bill. We're excited to do another podcast with you today. And I have an interesting question for Bill that he doesn't know what's coming, as usual. Now, there was a recent thing on social media that is not borderline ridiculous, but ridiculous. So, Bill, I don't know if you know this, but... I probably won't. Justin Bieber the other day on Twitter, called out Tom Cruise to an MMA fight. And he told Tom Cruise if he doesn't find him, he's scared. Now, are you familiar with Justin Bieber? I am. And are you familiar with Tom Cruise? Yeah. You know, Top Gun, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, all those good movies. So, my question for you is, who would win that fight? Justin Bieber or Tommy Cruise? Are they really going to fight? They might. I can't imagine the ridiculousness of of that whole thing. It'd be like me calling you out on a social media to have an MMA fight. No one, because no one would care about that. I mean, but people care about Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise getting in a fight. Why? Who cares? Just answer the question. Who would win? Uh, um, probably Justin Bieber. Why do you say that? He's younger than Tom Cruise. He's younger? That's it? That's your only... That's all I got. Justin Bieber's like his mid-20s. I think Tom Cruise is 57. You know Tom Cruise still does his own stunts? I, I didn't. I am just was going by the age thing. Do you know of a thing called old man strength? <laughs> Apparently I don't. I think Tom Cruise would win. Okay. I mean, Justin Bieber might. Who knows? I, and my, my real question is, who cares? I don't think anyone cares, but if that was on television, people would watch. I wouldn't watch it. I know. You don't care about things that are cool. That, that's cool? Bill watches PBS and eats some popcorn and I, goes to bed I at six thirty at night. PBS. All right. I don't go to bed at six o'clock. So we have one for Justin Bieber, one for Tom Cruise. The old man picks the young man. The young man picks the old man. And life rolls on. Life rolls on. So in this episode of our podcast, it's a semi-sensitive subject, but I think it's important for us to talk about. Uh, it is the month of June, which is the month of Flag Day, but we're not celebrating Flag Day today. June is Pride Month for all the non-heterosexual people, I believe. It's a month to be prideful about homosexuality or the other sexualities and that. Colgate and Frontier Airlines have put rainbows on their heads. So the question we want to ask today is, how do you stand up for your beliefs as a Christian, what you believe to be true, and not be a jerk? Because... Unfortunately, there's been a lot of people throughout the history of Christianity that have stood up for what they believe is true, but have come off as royal dirtbags. People (laughs) you don't want to talk to, associate with. Really, what they do is point people away from Jesus more than save people from sin or from a certain lifestyle. Yeah, you can be right in the wrong way. And there have been lots of Christians that have had, generally speaking, right ideas, but have been very wrong in the way they have presented them and have oh, yeah. great damage. Like the, the a prime example of doing it the wrong way is the church in Kansas. What's the church's name? Los Westboro Baptist. Yeah. I'm not even sure they have the right message. I think they probably don't. Oh, no. The whole God hates fags thing is a huge, like, I want to just go up there and smack them. Like, I, th- th- that would be another example of doing the wrong thing. No, I think smacking the right them, motive. Smacking them would be cool. No, it might, but... You could get Justin Bieber to challenge him to an MMA fight. So I think, here's what I see a lot, Bill. There's usually two extremes, and we have to find the good middle ground. The one extreme is you go so hard on your beliefs where you 
point people away where you make them feel terrible and awful and say you're you're going straight to hell like you preach that message which doesn't work or the total opposite extreme where you're just like you know what it's cool you love is love you do what you want or whatever it is whatever the sin is like you just kind of let them do their thing but never try to fully protect your truth and we have to find good middle ground where say you know what this is what i believe but also not being in such a way that you lead them away from jesus right we, we talked about it, presenting the truth in love, and that's a hard thing. Um, I mean, I think we absolutely have to love people, but at the same time, uh, we Jesus never did back away from calling out sin, and 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 so we have to too. And, and it's the old adage: we hate sin, love the sinner. But but it's hard in a culture today, at least in my view, where any time that Christians oppose something we have become haters. Yeah. And when you say hate the sin too, hate the sin, love the sinner, I've heard that phrase. And I think even that phrase doesn't work very well because in the eyes of a Christian, like you and I are friends. We have a relationship where if you were caught in sin, I could come up to you and talk to you about it and hopefully approach it in a way that would help lead you out of the sin. But if I come up to someone who doesn't follow Jesus and say, you know, I love you, but I hate your actions. They're kind of going to shut off because first thing they hear out of our mouth is love i love you but i hate what you do and a lot of people they define who they are but what they do mm-hmm. like a lot of people in the um different communities identify who they are by their actions i i would agree and i think that word hate is interesting i i think when people hear the word hate they immediately associate it with a person yeah but if I hate what happens to someone, it, it, it doesn't drive me to judgment. Mm-hmm. I think when people hear the word hate, they think judgment. Yeah. But I think that when I hate what has happened to someone, it really drives me to almost remorse or sadness for them. Yeah. I think it's as simple as first in the New Testament, Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. But why did he weep? I read a whole article on that again just this morning early. But I think he wept. Not because he couldn't heal Lazarus because he was going to. Not because Lazarus had died because he was going to live again. I think he wept because he hated to see the stench of Satan on the world he created to be perfect. Yeah. And what Jesus hated drove him to weep. I think he wept over Jerusalem because he hated what was going to happen to them. But our hatred manifests itself sometimes in judgment. Yeah. We get so mad at someone's actions that even if we say we love them, we let our frustrations or anger come in a way that doesn't lead them to Jesus. So we have to be careful. So, Bill, try to answer the question the best you can is, what advice would you give to someone saying, you know what, I have some friends who um, live a certain lifestyle or in, in what I think is sin. How do I love them but also be truthful in what I believe and hopefully point them to Jesus? What advice would you give that person? Uh, it's, a hard, it's a hard one. And, and I think... I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. Christians that, are going to see this differently. So, yeah. if you see it differently than we do, that's okay. But I, here's what we, here's what I think, and Aaron will tell you what he thinks too, probably. But I might. It is. Uh, I might just put you out there and let me just run away and not yeah, answer the question. There you go. I just think it's one of those things that um, that you you have to love the person. So, so what's I, it mean to love the person? Sorry, I, I think it means that you keep a relationship open yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. I think that it it means that you. You, they probably already know. I mean, if I have a relationship with somebody, yeah. whether they've 
had an abortion, or whether they're in a, in a lifestyle that's a one that isn't biblical in my view, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Maybe yeah. they're maybe they're drink too much. I don't yeah. know. Whatever yeah. the case may be, yeah, they, they probably know what I think because I have a relationship mm-hmm. with them. So I don't have to go and preach that necessarily. Yeah. There might be a circumstance in which it comes up in a conversation where I'd say, you know, I, I, I think this is a, a damaging lifestyle, but it, it might not. Mm-hmm. So I don't lead with that card. I just lead with the card that I care about them because mm-hmm. I do care about them and I don't want to see them hurt. That's probably how, that's probably going to be the bridge mm-hmm. that I get to share the truth is because I do care about them. Yeah. And so, but I just care about them. I, I continue to connect with them. Now, there, you know, there are certain things that you can't do. I don't necessarily um, have them, you know, be responsible for, you know, children under my care necessarily if I think that they are uh, going to, you know, for example, drive drunk. I don't I yeah. do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you put parameters on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think that you have to love them, and that means you have to have a relationship with them. I like what you had to say about if I have a relationship with them and I, I know that, um, or they know that I love them, it's going to be easier to bridge the gap of speaking truth into their lives. Um, because you're not going to speak truth into anyone's life if they don't feel, they don't trust you. And like you said, most likely, too, they're going to, they probably know what you think and what you believe. Um, so when you come at them, out of a sense of, I know this person loves me, I can trust them. When you say to them, you know what, I see you doing this thing, and I want to talk to you about it. Not, hey, I want to tell you you're a terrible person. I want to talk to you about it. They're going to be more open to that conversation because they know, hey, this person's been there for me. They have supported me. They have have um, cared about me. So I'm going to listen. Here's the thing. I, I think I struggle with it. Because I, because I'm mm-hmm. this guy, but I, I'm, I, I'm probably not going to be the guy that determines, you know, just going to say whatever it is that changes that person's. Yeah, life. I'm probably not. I mean, the whole I, I, what the best thing I can do for people I care about that are snared up in in bad lifestyle is to pray for them and pray that God will send someone their way. But it probably, it, I mean, I, I have to recognize that it might not, and it maybe even probably won't be me. That doesn't mean that I don't talk when I get the opportunity, but I don't have to go in with the mindset of, I've got to fix so-and-so, because I don't. Yeah, I think that's one of the huge problems I think we see when it comes tension to people who are living a life of sin and whatever the sin is, and we want, like, we're like, okay, this is my job. i got to go talk to them. i gotta, gotta got to put it out there, and i got to be the one that changes them. It's totally fine to go and have a conversation with them and, and point out what you see and, and how you want it to be different. If they want to. Yeah. I mean, if, if the conversation's a two-way thing, and if they don't want to talk to you... Oh, yeah. Then you're just throwing words at them. If they don't want to hear it, for sure. But like I like to say, we have to... I have to be okay with, and we all have to be okay with, we're not the one that's going to change somebody. It's the Holy Spirit. I like Spirit. to be this spiritual superhero. Yeah. And I might just be the guy in the crowd brain. It's like, oh, man, if I could just be the one, if it was, if I just could have a chance to talk to somebody, think, if I could just talk to them, I would change them. Like, no, you won't. You won't change them. We don't really have the power to change people. God has the power to change people. And the Holy Spirit people. might not choose me to do it. Exactly. And, and that's so okay. We have to be okay with that. Yeah, and that, and, and have to recognize that being in the crowd praying hmm. is not a, a bad place yeah. to be. That's a strong place to be. Yeah. So be there. So what would you say this? Let's say 
you see someone who is a Christian, who you know that they um, know the truth, but they they just they're struggling through how to support people, and you see them putting things, whether it's on social media or you see the things they say just to other people, and you're like, I see what you're trying. They're basically they want to show love and support, but they're going so far to the extreme that it makes that person believe that they don't care about their sin or care about the love. Well, how would you? Take that Christian aside and help them. I have a hard time. I, I read a, a few posts from people that I know, and it has to do with the abortion issue. Yeah. And that's a hard one um, because it's not an unforgivable sin. But I, I think abortion, biblically speaking, is wrong. Mm-hmm. I think I think that it is taking a, a life. So um, I have read people say, though, that they're personally against abortion, but that it is a faith issue and they don't want that to be a government thing and mm-hmm. I have a hard time with that because I think that too many times we in the church collectively we back down from that it's okay to say things are wrong not because Bill Thomas says they're wrong yeah. but because God says they're wrong mm-hmm. and God says it's wrong to take a life and and so we can say that now that does mean we got to be jerks about you know at abortion clinics yelling at people going in there saying rude and crude things to them they, they're no, their sin's no greater than my sin and I don't want rude and crude things yelled at me so I don't think I got yeah. to yell at them but I do think it's okay to say that's wrong it, it's okay to say that because the Bible said it's wrong it's okay to say the Bible says yeah. that there are sinful relationships oh yeah it's not me saying it yeah but and I do plenty of things that the Bible says are wrong myself mm-hmm. and they're still wrong correct so I think that we have to get people comfortable with saying that there is a right and wrong. Our culture today seems to me to have moved where the worst thing you can do is to say there's an absolute right or wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well no, no, that, that's not the worst thing you can do. The worst thing you can do is, is to get to a point where everyone does what's right in their own eyes. Uh-huh. That didn't work out so good for Israel, and it's not going to work out so good for us either. Yeah, that's a dangerous mindset where everyone figures out their own truth. Um, it could, it's just utter chaos for sure. I think um, we have to be careful of that because, like I said, it'll cause um, a lot of damage. And I think what we have to... Uh, I uh, recently read about the conversation Francis Chan had with Ravi Zechariah about, you know... That'd be a good conversation. Yeah. It's kind of like an Aaron Pierre, Bill Thomas conversation. Oh, yeah, really? really? A lot deeper. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, no. No, 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 no. Anyway, about Francis Chan saying we have to stop apologizing for what the Bible teaches. And he brought up a good point about in Isaiah how God thinks differently than we do. Very much so. And I don't think, I think we sometimes struggle with that as human beings. And I have to catch myself too, or I see a situation and I'm like, I don't know. And think, then I have to tell myself, does Aaron Peer really know better than God? And the obvious answer is no, no way. I don't know better than God. I don't know what's best. But God does. And even though that it makes us feel uncomfortable at times because we're like, oh, man, what I'm standing for makes some people feel bad or this way or that way. Well, we can't apologize for what God called people to live by, what the standards are. Yes, for some people in our culture, some things are harder to follow than others, and some are easy and some are not. But we can't go around being like, yeah, I get that Bible teaching is tough for you. So since it's tough for you, you just... Don't worry about it. Just focus on these other things. It, it and, doesn't make it okay. Yeah. 
And God's a God of grace and love, and it's Jesus that saves us, but he also calls us to a different different life upon giving our life to Christ. And so we have to be okay with that. Yeah, there's some things in the Bible that are called sins that I'm like, man, my life would be a lot easier if I just didn't have to worry about um, trying to live up to that standard. But, you know, I was thinking, and, and, and I was listening to you as well, and you made me think of something, I, and this might be stupid. It, it, it probably <laughs> is. But when we were younger, like young teens, early mm-hmm. teens, and, and you, your, your peers, <laughs> your name, uh-huh. your, your peers wanted you to do something that you didn't really want to do but didn't know how to get out of, and the peer uh-huh. pressure's there, what was the common way that people got out of those situations? Well, my folks won't let me do it. Yeah, I mean, like your parents. Yeah. Well, in this particular case, it isn't that I think that something I'm being judgmental by yeah. saying something about abortion or something about you know getting drunk or using drugs or whatever. I mean, it really isn't hard if no. I say this is what God says. Yeah. And, and it really is that. It's, yeah. it's not that I say it because my saying it doesn't make it true. It's the fact that God did say it and it is true. And it, it is wrong. Now, mm-hmm. that does mean I don't do wrong things, too. But it does mean that, yeah, there is a right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Because God said it. And, and really, he's the one said it, not, yeah, not me. For sure. And I think a big important thing we have to do as Christians, we have to educate ourselves. We have to know God's word. We have to know what it says. But also, we have to do a good job of educating other Christians to make sure they know and understand what God's... Because a lot of people, unfortunately, don't spend enough time in the Bible, don't don't get to make that a priority and maybe don't get to um, even spend enough time in church or they're missing out on things. And so we have to do a diligent job of helping people know the scriptures. But Well, that's hard too. I mean, yeah. you know, don't lose your train of thought. But I, have, I spent an hour and a half listening to a blog from a minister in Kansas City that has a large church, but yeah. in the United Methodist Church, that was explaining the verses in scripture that talk about not supporting same-sex marriage and trying to to explain those away. Oh, yeah. And, uh, again, Satan is very much at work in twisting things. And I'm not saying he is Satan or anything like that, but I'm saying that there's a lot of biblical interpretations that will try to spin things from what is the absolute, just clear understanding of Scripture. Yeah, and that's where you you have to be careful because there are your false teachers for sure, and you have to be able to get through the noise and cut through it to see what God's Word actually says, which... It's another, and it's not a code. Yeah. It's right there. And it's another wrinkle of, because that's the thing, there's a lot of popular people who say things on social media that people just, they see that one nugget and they just run with it when that one nugget is actually filled with dog crap as well. And so you... <laughs> that's a good way to describe it. I like I know, that. You just have to be careful because people are easily persuaded. Just as me, like I read something when it, just about politics. If you You could read one thing about the current administration that's, Pro and you'd be like, oh yeah, but then you read a negative and you could easily like, well, I totally see that side, but if you have to check the facts, you have to do the research yourself as well because you could easily be swayed to one side or the other. That's what Paul wrote: study to show yourself yeah. approved. And it isn't it, you have a responsibility to know what the word says. So for you listening, my encouragement to you is build relationships with people, get to know people, whether their sin is one thing or another. You're never going to be able to help them see Jesus if you're not Jesus to them. That means loving them, praying for them, but it also means standing for up, standing up for what you believe in. And there's going to be a time 
And you're going to spend time in prayer with that, where you ask God, give me the wisdom when it's time for me to share the truth of Scripture to them, where they're going to accept it in a way that they don't think I'm a jerk, um, and let God lead you in that decision. But one thing we all have to remember is, and you probably have heard this growing up, is you can't handle the way someone responds. You can only control how you handle it. So if someone does get mad or angry or upset, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to say, say, well, that's what I believe and that's my truth. I still love you. I still care about you, but I have to speak my truth. I don't disagree. I think you said it well. I, I would add, I think that we have to have relationships with people and we're all in the same boat. There's, there's not any person on the planet that is, uh, is a worse sinner than I am. So we're all the same. So it, it's a matter of Jesus doesn't love me more uh, or less than anybody else. So I have to love and, and I want to love people as he does. And, um, but that is also being honest with who I am. And it's okay to say that some things are, are, are sin, but I think that in a, that, that comes um, in a general way. And in a relationship, you just love people. And when the opportunity comes that you can share the truth, share it. They probably already know what you think, but if the opportunity comes for you to share it, share it. But mostly, mostly in my mind, pray for those in your circle who are caught in that um, because you love them and you care about them. And it, if there's anything that ought to make us weep, it's the sorry state of people around us that are caught and that don't know it. And um, that ought to bring us to tears if anything does. So um, Yeah, we should have a desire to, to lead people to Jesus. We should deeply care. Like That's what God's call in our hearts is to deeply care about people who don't fully understand and know Him and what or how much He loves them. It's going to be hard to be judgmental or to be viewed as a hater if you weep and pray over someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you deeply care for sure. Because nobody likes a jerk. We all can sit here and say... Now, wait a minute. You like me. Whatever. You're not really a jerk, though. Oh. That's a little banter back and forth. It helps out and everything. But, yeah, if someone said, choose, do I want to spend time with a jerk or to spend time with someone who's nice, kind, caring? Oh, yeah. I definitely won't spend time with a jerk. It's an easy choice every time. Yep. I agree. Good. Bill agrees with me. He typically does, even though if he says he doesn't. Well, hopefully this was beneficial for you. It was beneficial to talk about and even for our own selves to think about how can we do a better job of loving people and not being a jerk. So we hope you enjoy this and we look forward to having you listen next time.